Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. But, uh, welcome to College Street if you're joining us for the first time. Merry Christmas. Welcome home. You know, it is the most wonderful time of the year. How many of you are into the whole Christmas thing? Show of hands. Good for you. The rest of you, I'll pray for you. It's okay. We'll get there. By the time I'm done with you, by the time God's done with you, you'll get there. Turn to someone and say, you'll get there. Come on. Hey, happy anniversary, 28 years to George and Denise. Can we give it up for George and Denise? Wow. Yes, it's that time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. You know, Christmas brings a time for us to um, reflect. It also brings a time for us to show appreciation and generosity. Christmas is also one of those those times where we get to gather. You know, it's a time of gatherings. I don't know if you look forward to those gatherings or you try to steer clear of them. But it's also time for Christmas concerts with the kids, lights, unexpected gifts, Christmas cards. You know, I don't know how many years we've tried to put together a Christmas card and we take our pictures and everything. They don't get out in time. This year we got them. Yeah, we're ready in November, so... You know, we also get the Christmas stockings, Christmas goodies, and my favorite, eggnog. Come on. Unless you're Starbucks, you're dead to me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Who takes eggnog out of Christmas? Anyway, um, we pray for them too. You know, I was was thinking about some of the great memories I have. I've got a lot of good memories of Christmas growing up. And then even the early years of our our marriage, what Christmas was like, we we didn't have a whole lot of money and uh, we didn't have a whole lot to give each other material-wise. So a lot of the gifts that I would get would be, you know, hand-me-downs from my grandparents or my parents, like uh, that makeup dresser, which my wife still has, uh, probably had for 16 years. I remember once I got a 1950s-style refrigerator and um, what do they call it, like a a, a beater or what was that thing? Yeah, my wife didn't beat me. But believe it or not, I actually gave her an appliance and she's still with me. But this, when you're early on in the marriage, you don't know these things, right? But I remember refurbishing these things and I and I went into my dad's shop and he has a spray booth, an automotive spray booth. And I, I made a whole Coke fridge thing for her. She still got it. Right, babe? Still like it? Yeah. Remember, you have to be honest. We're in church. Yeah. Anyway, one specific Christmas, check this out. Our first Christmas ever together. We're in this tiny little little house that we were renting. And again, we couldn't afford much. And Charmaine got me a six pack of non-alcoholic beers and a fishing rod. And I thought that was just the coolest gift ever, you know? Like, and this is before we were in ministry. and But it was cool. I thought, that's really thoughtful, babe. I really like that. Um, you know, and I, yeah, I also recall having very little space even for stuff. And I think that was a good season. You know, we were in an 800 square foot home and uh, not a lot of room for stuff, especially when you start having kids and then the kids come with stuff, you know, and then the Lord just showed on our heart. The more that we released to him and the more that we made room, the more that he blessed us. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about, making space in our lives, making room in our lives for what God wants to do. You know, we might all have different memories of Christmas past, but as we gather together as a church, we are reminded of the true 
meaning of Christmas. The truth is, for some of us, it's not all merry and bright. We get that. However we choose to celebrate Christmas, one thing is for sure, we need to make room for the hope that we find in Christmas. You know, at this time of year, uh, we have a tradition in our home and the kids will go through all of their toys and we ask them to make room because guess what? They're going to get more toys. And Chloe is like extra blessed out of all the other children. Just so you know, if you go into the princess room, it is full of Barbies and Barbie dream house. And like, uh, don't, yeah, I know how she gets all this stuff. It's my fault. But you know, blessed to be a blessing. But we ask our kids if they would make room and they would go look at some of their toys and pick toys. But don't just pick the toys you don't like. Pick some of the toys that you like that you could bless your friends or other kids around Christmas time. So we asked them to pick some of their most favorite toys because, you know, God the Father gave his best and we should give our best as well. But you could see how even in the heart and the mind of a child where they're already starting to make room for the gifts that God has or their, or their, heavenly, their heavenly Father and their parents have for them. So throughout this season, I want to focus on this topic of making room over the holidays. Jesus is coming, and he wants us to get rid of some of that mess so that you can make room for a miracle. And it's not just about making room to get. It's also about making room in our hearts to give. So I'd like to read the story of Christmas starting at the beginning in Luke 1. Luke 1 in the beginning, uh, we're going to start with verses uh, 26, and I think we're going to go right to 38. If you brought your Bibles, you just hold them up. Hold them up, you got your Bibles with you. If you need a Bible, there's some at the back, we'd love to bless you. This also, if you go to YouVersion or our website, uh, you'll have my notes so you can follow along as well. But can we welcome up uh, Coach Darcy and Tina? I'd like them to read out of the Word together as a couple this morning. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to the town of Galilee, to to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, the Lord of God. He will give the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she was said to be barren is in her sixth month. 
for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Okay, don't, don't go too far. So in our family, one of our traditions is uh, we read about the gift of Christmas before we give a gift. So since you read about the gift, I'm going to give you guys each a gift. There you go. Well, you can open it now. You can open it later. You can share it, share it together. I think they're going to probably want to know what it is, but. <laughs> Nothing but healthy things for your soul. There you go. Cute little Christmas mug and a whole lot of candy. If you weren't sweet, and sweet enough, you are now. There you go. Let's give it up for the couple one more time. Bless you guys. Got one more gift. We'll open that up later. I'd like to start in verse 29 that Darcy read there. Mary was greatly troubled at his words that the angel had given, wondering what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found, say it with me, favor with God. Come on. The first point that I want you to write down today is make room for favor over fear. Favor over fear. Say it with me. Favor over fear. How much attention is drawn to us feeling uh, at times depressed and stressed over the holidays? I'll tell you how much. Too much. Say too much. Too much. See, what we focus on is what we give power to. And the root of this, I believe, is insecurity and fear. Fear that we won't measure up to the expectations of others or the expectations of ourselves. Fear of missing out. Fear that we won't be able to give our loved ones the Christmas in which we believe that they deserve. And 1 John 4, 18 reads this, There is no fear, say no fear, no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. First John 4, 16 says that God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God. And God abides in them. You see, God was about to abide in Mary. The favor over her was greater than the fear in her. Come on. God's deposit of love in Mary was going to translate into a Merry Christmas. Come on. Catch that? Mm -hmm. It's time we replace our expectation with appreciation. If we expect things to be tough around the holidays, what we perceive is what we receive. You ever notice that? You can go out there, go shopping, or somebody's just like full of energy and full of joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength, by the way. Another person is just miserable. Oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. Well, the other one's like, no, I get to do this. <laughs> Yay. It's all about perspective. It's all about having the joy of the Lord in any season. What you perceive is what you receive. why we get in the word because what we reflect is what we project and when you look into this word it is a mirror into your relationship with the Lord and you start to see yourself differently you start to see life differently and then you start to act differently 
You know, before, before Mary could experience her future, the Lord needed to disrupt what was going on in the current situation. If we are anticipating a miracle over a mess, then we can celebrate when others criticize. We can worship when others whine. Favor will magnify appreciation and it will lower your fear of expectation. Verse 31. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name, say it with me. Oh, say it again like you mean it. Jesus, there it is. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. My second point is actually a question. Who are you making room for? this point, Mary had her own plans. But God can't change your future until he disrupts your present. What will you conceive over Christmas? And when you do receive it, what will you call it? The angel said that he will be called the son of the most high. The gift we've been given, it has a purpose. It has a place. It's not one of those gifts that you just open up around Christmas time and then put on the shelf or open up and put away until Christmas comes again. Christmas is not a decoration. Christmas is our devotion. Verse 34. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin, how will this be? How often do we question the word of God? We can get so caught up in the method that we miss the miracle. The Lord wants to do something super, yet we get so stuck in the natural. It's only when we allow his super to touch our natural that we will experience this miracle message. We need to look past what's missing so that we can conceive the miraculous. 
We need to make room for God's word. Finally, make room. Say it with me. Make room. Make room for God's word. Well, it will not return void. Matthew 4, 4, but Jesus replied, it is written and forever remains written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. John 6, 35, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. What a gift. There's a lot of things that we may wish to fill those empty spaces or space under the Christmas tree. But what about that space in our heart? Imagine the impact that we could have as a church if we make room to receive the gift that God has for us and so many this Christmas. Watch as freely we've been given, freely we will give. The meaning of Christmas started with Mary making room for a miracle. Will you start to make room for yours? Why don't you stand with me? Verse 37, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. His word over my word. May his word be fulfilled in all of us. Make room. Make room for a miracle. Well, the final gift that I have is for all of us as a church. This is the first Sunday of Advent. Now, Advent simply means the, the beginning of an event, the invitation of something, or the arrival of a person. For Christians, Advent is the period of four weeks before Christmas. This candle symbolizes hope. It's the prophet's candle, reminding us that Jesus is coming. You know, a candle is just either just a jar full of wax or a big ball of wax until it's actually lit. <laughs> but once it is lit, it provides warmth, it provides sight, and it provides light in the darkest of places. May God's light shine in all of you throughout this Christmas season as you make room in your heart, in your home, and in your life for a miracle. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for coming in the way that you came. We thank you, Lord, even though you were born in a barn, that you showed us that in the midst of mess, there is a miracle. Lord, we ask now in whatever mess we might have in our life that we would have the strength, the willingness, and the hope to make room for you in Jesus' name. Now, if you're here today 
and you've been lacking that hope in your heart in this season. You know there's been other things going on in here and you'd like to make room for Jesus. I wanna give you that opportunity. For the same reason that he came, he did not come to condemn the world, he came to save the world. He came that you might have life and life more abundantly. But you need to let go and let God. For Paul says in Romans 10 verse nine that if we believe in our heart, confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in our heart that God the Father raised his son from the grave that we will be saved. Just let the light in. Whatever situation that you're in in this season, let that light, the light that is Jesus into your heart and into your life. I'm just gonna lead us through a prayer. We're gonna do that right here, right now in this moment. Would you just bow your heads, close your eyes and just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I'm ready. I'm ready to let go and I'm ready to let you in. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose from the grave. Come into my heart. Be Lord over my life. I thank you that my past is past and that today is a new day with you in Jesus' name. Just stay in this moment. Man, I could feel it when I came in to the house today. I know there's a lot going on in this season, but I'm here to tell you that Christ in Christmas is the brightest thing that will ever shine. And if you've been struggling in any way, or this message spoke to you in any way, in relevance to where you are in this season, I would just ask while all eyes are closed and heads are bowed, just put your hand up and say, that's me, Pastor. Thank you. That means his word is speaking to you. It is relevant to you. It leads you and it guides you. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And the second is this. If you prayed that prayer, which we just prayed, either for the first time or coming back to him today in this Christmas season, would you just put up your hand on the count of three? One, two, three, let's go. Come on. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, that ladies and gentlemen, is what Christmas is all about. Can we give God some praise in the house? Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow, where do we go from here? We're gonna worship, we're gonna praise him. And we're also gonna open it up for baptism because that's what we're called to do. It's really powerful in our men's service at 7 a.m. We had a gentleman come forward after the worship, after the singing and he stepped in, he said goodbye to the old hymn. And that's what we do. We are commissioned in the great commission to go into all this world, making disciples and baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching others to obey his commands. And surely he is with us always. So we're just being obedient. And when you step forward, you're stepping forward in obedience in your relationship with him because of what he's done for you and what he wants to do through you. In Romans, it says, when you go in the water, it says that you are baptized with Christ. When you go under the water, that you are buried with Christ. And when you come up out of the water, that you are resurrected with Christ. If someone needs to come forward today and say goodbye to the old version of them, and step into this new season with Jesus, just come forward. We got towels, we got clothes, we got Jesus. But let's worship God now. I'll be there with my lovely wife and we'd be honored to baptize you at any time. 
Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.